This is Aftermath, where you get the week that was in MMA. I am your MTMV sports fight correspondent, your man, The Voice. Joining me today, and and MTMV sports subscribers, you don't need to adjust your listening devices because you're going to hear from the man, the myth, the legend, Who's in need of much prayer because he roots for a delusional team? <laughs> My man, Jake Kells, host of Star Talk and also co host of The Outsider's Edge. What's good, Kells? What's happening? And them boys about to shock the world this week when we play them Giants. So get ready. But right now, I'm here with my man, The Voice, and we about to make it do what it do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what did y'all do last week? Did y'all did y'all get the W? Or did you hold the L? We we were still in preseason last week. That was our fifth preseason. Oh, game. okay, so, okay. Uh, so yeah, y'all, 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 y'all held that L. Okay, all right. We ready right. Uh huh. Like a true Cowboys fan. <laughs> 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 but we're not here to talk about uh those uh Dulles cowpox as uh as Damo would say. Shout out. And salute to Damo uh, with the Outsider's Edge. But the reason you are hearing Jake Hill's voice today, fight fans, is because the bearded wonder is taking care of some business. So want to start off everything by saluting him, his wife, Tanisha, and their brand new baby boy, Aiden. All six pounds, 14 ounces of muscle manliness that they just had. So yeah. uh, salute to them. He's on a, a little bit of, of podcasting paternity leave, uh, but hope to get him back in the fold uh, no later than uh, the McGregor and uh, Nurmagomedov fight. Or I should say Nurmagomedov, Gregor fight, McGregor yeah. fight. But we'll, we'll see. You know, I have to, have to check his schedule and see how things are. All right. Well, first, let's start off with Beyond the Horizon uh, by 1FC. I tell you, if you are a fight fan, you need to download the 1FC app. And I'm sorry, one will be mad at me. I'm sorry, one championship and not 1FC anymore, but one championship app. Oh, my goodness. Their fights are phenomenal. And now, if you have an app, not only are the, the fights free, but they keep the last fight up via YouTube. All you got to do is click on the results. It's there, and you can find all the fights, boy. Uh, we'll just touch on the top three. I normally touch on the top two, but that third MMA fight was real good. It was Christian Lee. He got disqualified, so this technically is a second loss in a row. Uh, he was beating Edward Kelly handily. But one's rules changed up a bit. They forbid suplex slams to the head and neck area, and that's what he did. I mean, it was a beautiful slam. Knocked his uh, Kelly clean out and followed up with some uh, hooks on the ground. But uh, it was a DQ, so uh, that did not fly for him as far as I was concerned. 
something else has changed with one's rules recently. And I don't know if this was a China thing or what, but they also didn't allow for soccer kicks, which is kind of new for one. Um, the co-main event, you had Amir Khan, not the Amir Khan boxer who fought in uh, Birmingham, England on Saturday. No, not that one, but Amir Khan, the MMA fighter, though Amir Khan, the boxer, oh, we're going to talk about him on the main card. So make sure that you subscribe to Trackstar Sports so you get all the podcasts whenever they drop. But the main card will be dropping, which is the companion show for Aftermath, uh, where we give you headlines and hot takes and preview all of the fights. Anyway, we'll be talking about the boxer American later. The the uh, MMA fighter American man, he was trying to prophesy, and he's not a prophet. He's not a prophet, but uh, he was pretty close to being prophetic. He said he was going to defeat former champion um, Hanario, uh Bonario. I'm sorry. Uh, Say he was going to get him out of there in the first four minutes of the first round. Well, it wasn't the first four minutes, but with about 45 seconds left, he got the win. And Khan, just like his namesake in boxing, is a KO machine. He has knocked out more people in one championship history than anybody else. So you know how he ended this fight. With a rear naked choke. <laughs> Just totally went a different way, showed off his ground skills, and tapped him out in the first round. Uh, it was Team Lakai versus Team Evolve, and Evolve got the W. All right, main event had strawweight champion Zhang Jingna, uh, the punching panda. She was doing her thing in her home country of China. It took place in Shanghai, China. And she got the third round win over uh, Santos, and it was just—it was killer. She hit her with a, a, a hammer fist, and it was Shades Rory McDonald. Santos backed up a little bit and was like, "Oh no, no, I can't take this." Like, nope, uh, uh-uh, that's it. She fell to the ground, started tapping out on the canvas, like, "Don't hit me no more." <laughs> and then she laid there shaking her leg a little bit afterward. It was kind of scary for a minute, but um, I think it was just the level of pain that she was in from receiving that strike. So yeah, that was one again. You can see all of that live, well, not live, but free on the One FC app. Speaking of watching MMA and all kind of MMA, um, my man Jake Hills, I reached out to everybody in the MTMV Sports Group, all the correspondents. It was like, hey, I'm short this week. I need some help. And Kells is always chiming in when it comes to MMA. And he stepped up to the plate to help a brother out. I appreciate it. But I don't know. And I know the fight fans don't know. How did you who's a lifelong Cowboys fan, start uh, start watching and enjoying MMA. How'd you get into it? It's amazing how all that keeps coming up, me being a Cowboys fan. But well, cool. I mean, you, you are the host of Star Talk. I, I'm trying to do some cross-brand promotion, you know, for, for everybody else who's delusional out there who might be a Cowboys fan. I want to let them know where they can get that. What what and let me say this about Star Talk as a lifelong Cowboys hater, I look forward to hearing Star Talk every week because you give great uh, non Cowboy fan like 
information about the Cowboys. And I, I appreciate that. You don't come with all the uh the tomfoolery that most Cowboys fans come with. You come with the real and you bring a lot of good insight. So I thank you. Keep doing what you're doing. Uh, it just gives me more fuel to hate with. Uh, but it, it's a great show. It's a great show. I'm sorry, but we're talking about MMA today. We're not talking about the Cowboys. I don't know how we keep getting back. I'm gonna keep things on 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 uh on track. So yes, yeah, sir. How did you start watching MMA? Well, I started watching MMA. Um, I don't remember exactly when I got into it, but I have been watching for a while back. You know, I remember. Back hearing about uh the Ken Ken Shamrock and the uh Tito Ortiz, their whole little feuding and stuff and the and the um you know Chuck Liddell era and all that stuff. So I kinda you know, of course you know I was real big in pro wrestling and mm-hmm. and you know, that kind of stuff. So I've always been, you know, you know, liking boxing and stuff, you know, combat sports and that type of stuff, you know. But um I guess, you know, back in the, the Ken Shamrock, Tito Ortiz feuding days, I, I caught a little bit of it then. And then Ken Shamrock and Dan Severn came to WWE and started mm-hmm. doing pro wrestling. And, you know, so that made me a little more intrigued. Okay, they keep talking about Ultimate Fighter. Let me see what it's about. So it kind of jumped off from there. I started getting more interested in it and, and watching more um, – UFC and, you know, ultimate fighting and that type of thing, you know, and I kind of, and I enjoyed it, you know, I've been to a couple live um, events from some local, some local talent here. I had one of my friends started training in MMA and I started, I went to an event or two with him and I enjoyed it, man. It's like one of my homeboys said, it's like action. It's like, you never know what's going to happen. Right. You know, as in, you know, boxing is good, you know, I still enjoy boxing, you know, for the art of it and the sportsman. But with UFC, it's like anybody can get knocked out at any second, you know, whether it's the underdog or the favorite. It don't matter anything it happens. So that makes it more exciting as to the excitement element of it and everything. So uh, I kind of fell in love with it then and enjoyed enjoy watching it and then, you know, kept up with it over the years and it, how it evolved. And it's amazing how it evolved and, how big it's gotten and all the people that have come and gone and, you know, the, the hypes and the letdowns and the, the Forrest Griffin, Stephen Bonner. Yeah. Uh, that fight, you know, that was amazing fight. And then watching the evolution of John Jones and, and my man, our man, I remember distinctly me and my friends would talk constantly, man, what would happen if Kimbo Slice got in the UFC, what would happen? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Kimbo Slice is going to be on the Ultimate Fighter. Oh, I couldn't wait for that. And his little reign, you know, RP to Kimbo. Yeah. Keeping up with him, you know. And, and a lot of other guys, you know, I, even outside of the UFC, is making noise. You know, Michael Venom Page. And, yes. Uh, all, all kind of guys. All, all, all other guys. Bellator and all over, you know, so. I kind of fell in love with the sportsman aspect of it and the combat, yeah, and and not not knowing what's going to happen. Check. All right, I I lost you for a minute there. Um, oh my fault. Oh, it's, it's I don't think it's your fault. I think it's it's mine because it just went totally dead. 
Uh, but yeah, you 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 know your stuff. You you are not just a um, you're not just a, a casual fan. You got some knowledge. Well, we're gonna talk some more MMA today. And uh, before that, though, who's your favorite fighter? That was one thing I did want to ask. My favorite fighter is John Jones. My favorite fighter is John Jones. I I think he's one of the one of the best, one of the greatest of all time. Yeah, he can got into a bit of trouble. He can got into a lot of trouble. Yeah, more than a little bit. I'm waiting here for real though. I'm waiting to see how this last thing turns out because I heard one com- one commentator say, um, "You know, his camp or training, and he's predicting that he's going to be fighting again by the end of the year." I think it was Kel Sonnen mm-hmm. said um, they, they, that John John Jones and his his managers and his trainers feel that he's going to be fighting again before the end of the year. He's going to be clear before the end of the year, and it's almost like. They know something that everybody else doesn't know, so I'm a little yeah. intrigued as to as to you know what they thinking and what they got going on. I know this hearing is coming up. I think the end of this month or first of next month or something. So I'm a little intrigued to see how that's gonna play out. Yeah, well, I, I'll uh, I'll tell you what the word on the street is and what it has been for a while. UFC 230, which is the annual Madison Square Garden card. Uh, It's been rumored that he's going to headline that one because it doesn't have a headliner yet. That he'll headline that one versus Alexander Gustafsson, probably for the interim, um, interim light heavyweight title. Because of course DC is the champ, champ he holds it, and they may allow him to hold on to both belts just for uh, picture purposes when he goes and smashes your boy Brock Lesnar. Uh, sometime in January. And that's my second favorite fighter, Brock Lesnar. Brock is my dude. I love him in wrestling. I defend him in wrestling. I defend him in mixed martial arts. Brock is my dude. And I'd rather see Brock fight John Jones instead of DC, but it is what it is. Well, if DC keeps his word, he might have a chance too, because after he gets smashed by DC, then uh, John can come up to heavyweight and fight him. That that will be huge and um, something I know the UFC wants to do. Uh, but we're going to talk about one of my favorite fighters, uh, St. Louis's own, the chosen one, Tyron Woodley, and still, uh, I'm not going to say it's own because uh, uh, there's a good uh, good Christian brethren using uh, words that are going to glorify the Lord, so we're not going to uh, say it's own, <laughs> but uh, he beat, he uh, I beat your uh, something that rhymes with bass fish, so we'll just say say it like that. <laughs> say it like that. Gone gone bass fishing. But anyway, he came yeah. up with a term uh, in that that I'm definitely going to be using uh, in my my MMA correspondent terminology. But we'll wait for that for a little bit. But yes, he is and still one fifty thousand dollar bonus. Jessica Andrade, uh, straw weight. Uh, former title challenger also won a $50,000 bonus. She was in the Voices Marquee matchup, so we'll talk about that a little bit. But the fight of the night was also a... No, it wasn't a strawweight fight, but it was a fight between women. It was the Uh bantamweight fight between Irena Aldana 
and Lucy Pudalova. Oh my goodness, what a fight! Pudalova's out of the Czech Republic and she represented. Man, she has a mindset if you hit me, I'm supposed to hit you back and I'm supposed to hit you back harder. And that's what she was doing every time Aldana caught her. And she was catching her clean with some good ones, too. Uh, she led the dance Aldana did with feints and head movements uh, and accurate striking in round one. Uh, Lucy was just kind of wading in, throwing shots. Uh, and really, outside of the last 30 seconds of that round, she wasn't very effective. Oh, but in that last 30 seconds, she started tagging heavy leg kicks. And then just put a combination together. Leg kick, front kick to the face, front kick to the head, uh, right hand, left hand, uh, left kick, right kick, spinning back kick to the body to close out the round. It was phenomenal. Uh, but I think Donna got that first round because she was dominating most of it. Uh, then, but here's the thing. When uh, when Poodlova threw the spinning back kick, Aldana said, all right, I got something for you. Turned around, hit her with a, a spinning back fist and stunned her. Man, it, it was a phenomenal, phenomenal round. Round wow. two was super close. First 90 seconds, Poodlova was landing the hardest shots. She was landing the hardest shots all round. I mean, all fight, but she was really teeing off in round two. But then when about three minutes left, the momentum swung in Aldana's favor. Uh, she was using her head movement, her more effective striking. She was, uh, took command of the center of the cage. And then she seemed to slow Poodlova down with some leg kicks. She was really hurting her with those. Uh, then broke her nose. All of a sudden, then Lucy started looking tired. And with just a few moments left in the round, boy, they decided, look, we're going to stand in the middle of this octagon and we're just going to throw. And they were throwing in the pocket and both of them closed it out, uh, trading elbows uh, to shut that round down. Then wow. in round three, because this, this did go all three rounds. Nobody got stopped. It did go all three rounds. But to start off the third round, Aldana was the aggressor, but she was getting caught too. Then at about the four-minute mark, she threw a leg kick that made Lucy step back. 30 seconds later, they were trading heavy overhand rights. Irena led, uh, Irena's right made Pudlova's face just go red. I mean, literally just uh, saw a crimson stream of blood that it didn't flow from Calvary, but it flowed from Pudlova's nose. <laughs> <laughs> then 30 seconds later, she returned the favor and uh, put a crimson mask on Irena Aldana. So, I mean, it was just going back and forth crazy. An accumulation of punishment did it. Poodlova hit her with a jab, a jump right, a shuffle punch uh, right. And that just got the exchange started. And then Irena started leaking after taking all them strikes. Aldana said, take this. And he just, just killed her with another leg kick. They kept trading in the pocket, but Irena's head movement is really what made the difference. Then with about a minute 20 left in the round, Lucy hit Arena with a right in her left eye, and that really bothered her. She was like, like, hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute, I can't see. But uh, it wasn't an eye poke. It was just that uh, she got poked in the eye with some knuckles. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> it wasn't bad enough, though, to stop her. She came back, caught her in the clinch, and then hit her with three heavy knees. 
Then with 16 seconds left in the fight, she finally put together a combination to punctuate the round and ended with a flying elbow, had the Dallas crowd giving them a standing ovation. I mean, yeah, there, there was no fight that was better than that fight. Oh, my goodness. Now, that was a fight of the night. But the main event was yeah. a masterpiece. Tell me about the main event, Kev. Tell me what you, th- what you thought about it. Main event championship match. Um, It started off kind of a little bit like I figured, but not necessarily what I expected. Um, Tyron Woolley, champion. You know, I, lo- I, I, like, I like his style. I like him as a champion. I like him as a fighter. He's not my favorite, but he's he is one of my favorites. I will give him that. Um, you know, he came out throwing punches, throwing jabs. Then he, he tried to go for the takedown. Mm-hmm. It looked like looked like he was having trouble, you know, with getting him down. You know, I don't know if the guy was just that much bigger than him or that much stronger than him. It was a little, you know, height advantage, you know, old boy yeah. had on him. Height you and know, weight advantage, yeah. Height and weight, yeah. He couldn't couldn't get him down, you know, try wrapping his legs legs up around on when they got on the cage. You know, but uh, couldn't get him down. Ref ended up separating him. Hey, get off the cage. Come on, let's go to work. Question, before you go further on that, because that was a point that many people were talking about, and I was kind of questioning myself. Do you think he broke it up too quickly? Um, The first time, I don't think so. Me personally, the first time, I don't think so. Okay. Championship fight, y'all not really doing too much. Let's get some action in. Come on. The second time, I think he did because it seemed like they were doing more more movement the second time he broke it up than the first time. They swap. If I'm not mistaken, they swap places on the cage. They were mm-hmm. you know moving around. Uh, you saw a couple foot stumps. Tyron was. Did a couple foot stumps. Right. You know, they were each other up, doing a little underarms, you know. Looked like, to me, they were doing more movement the second time. So, I did think that second time, was that was kind of quick. Okay. Um, But I guess, you know, in the rest of my, hey, I did it the first time. I got to, you know, do it again this time, too, to make myself look good, you know, because I did it the first time. Before the people start booing, championship match, you know, hey, let me break them up. So, um, yeah. So that's what happened. Fair enough. So uh it happened. So, you know, they 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 going in, they 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 getting it in. Um it's been a long week. It didn't make it out the first round, did it? It no, did. It, didn't go to the second. It, it did. It, it went, went to the second. Yeah. The second. It did go to the second. Yeah, 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 that's right. It did go to the second. Um Tyron caught him with a I believe it was a right. Yeah. It was a right hook. Caught him with a right hook. Well, it was, it was a right second. overhand. Uh Yeah. Uh, Go ahead. I'm sorry, but it was all right. It was overhand, right? No, you, you good. You good. You good. Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, what, what's his name? Till he came in um, yeah. to to punch, and Woodley said that they had been working on punching with him. And as soon as he was going to throw the punch, he just caught him with that that overhand right that dropped him. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I, I give him. I give him credit though, man. Till got a chin because man. When, when Willie got on top of him on the ground, dude was throwing elbows. He was throwing punches. Dude was taking it all. And it's like, 
like, bro, what kind of skin you got? Because <laughs> two dudes, I know, I know they say, you know, I know they say black don't crack, but that dude ain't crack. Right. Got, I don't know, man, but dude, he ain't bleed. He was taking the punches, and it, it was amazing. It was amazing. But, you know, the ref didn't stop it. Um, he didn't jump in and stop it a couple times. I thought he was. Me too. Um, uh, as far as if he should have, maybe with a couple of them elbows, maybe he could have. It would have been justified if he had been like, okay, you're taking too many elbows, you're taking some punishment. But I guess he, you know, hey, street rules, no blood, no foul. You ain't knocked out. You breathing. You good. So I'm gonna let it go. Championship match. You know. So I guess he's, hey, I'm gonna let it go. So he let it go and. Okay, so you, you said no blood, no foul. So when would I'm the... not saying maybe that's what the ref was thinking, possibly. Okay. And I feel you on that. I was going to say when he cut him with the elbow, though, because he did cut him in the head with the elbow, did you think that was enough to make the ref uh, maybe take a second look at, at the blows? Yeah, take a second look at it, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but... Uh... Yeah, but again, like dude, tough as nails, man. He yeah, stayed in there, tried to grapple him up, and Tower Tower put a submission on him that was unbelievable. In my opinion, it was out of this world, man. Yeah, like, it's crazy. It was crazy. Like nobody saw it coming. Pretty much, it just he just wrapped him up and squeezed it in, and it was amazing. Um. Yeah, that Darce was good. Yeah, it was. That was that was a near a near perfect fight, I would say, for Tyron. Yeah. That was that was a near perfect fight. Yeah, you you the the only way it could have gotten more perfect is if Till had landed more than two shots. That's all he th- he landed in the fight with two or maybe he had two significant strike attempts. It was either two attempts or two shots landed. Either way it goes, he totally nullified Till's game. And when he put the choke in, what really stood out to me about that situation, I was like, man, that was real smart. Because at the time that he was landing the ground and pound, Till had him in half guard, which yeah. is, you know, it's good because it keeps him from being fully passed or keeps, you know, someone from going to half guard and being able to, to rain down strikes even more so. But for the choke, it was perfect because you need you need that leverage of having the bottom half to get that choke in right. So when he sunk in, I was like, oh, that's perfect. He, he's in half guard. His legs are already intertwined with Till, so he can't get out of it. I was like, man, that was great. And I don't know uh, if you remember, but they showed a close-up of Till and his face turned about 12 different shades. It was like a bag of Skittles, taste the rainbow. He went from yellow to green to purple to red to all kind of colors, boy, because that squeeze was tight. That squeeze was tight. Yeah. So, But, uh, you you know, I'm happy. St. Louis is on. Um, and I, I heard him talking on a, I think it was actually on his show, I believe. It was on, um, no, no, it wasn't on his show. It was on Ariel Helwani's show this week. Yeah. He talked about 
coming out to the ring, and I and he's from St. Louis. He uh-huh. used to go to my father's church, so okay. uh, I got a chance to meet him earlier this year. Um, and you know, my my sister knows him, and and uh, grew up with with his some of his sisters and all that stuff. And I think that you know, just I think I I haven't met his mom, or at least I don't remember meeting his mom. But I can remember someone telling me that you know she knew of me, which is understandable. But um, yeah. but so it, it's it's written. It ain't even six degrees of separation. It's like one. Um, yeah. But when he comes out to the to the cage, he always has headphones on. What I didn't yeah. know was that the song that he plays on his way to the cage is a song that uh, my brother produced some years ago, sang by oh. uh, Megan, uh, Megan Williams McNeil now, but just Megan Williams at that time. Um, so I was like, oh, man, I, when I saw that, I, bro- brother teared up a little bit. I'm like, what? I'm like, come on, wow. Megan, really? That's what's up. Yeah, it, it is. It is. It was that that was touching. So uh, salute to uh, Megan and to Levi Two King for yeah. providing the, the soundtrack for the 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 champ as he goes out to the ring. I, I mean, not the ring. I'm I'm so used to saying the ring, but as he goes out to the cage. Uh, but yeah, la- the the voice marquee matchup for that this card was cool. Carolina Kovacavich. Man, I love Carolina. Cage. She <laughs> took on Jessica Andrade, and why did Andrade have to do her like that? She had to do her like that, man. She had to beat her like that. You could beat her, but you ain't got to. You ain't got to beat her like that. Oh my goodness! But Carolina didn't seem like herself for real. She's normally real cool, real calm, real relaxed. But she was crying coming out to the cage. I don't know if it was tears of joy. I don't know if she was overwhelmed by the moment, but um, she just wasn't quite herself. And Andrade didn't help at all. She, uh, Carolina was hitting her with volume strikes. I mean, just pop, 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 pop. She was hitting her a lot, but Jessica was like, what, what, did I have a fly on me? Were you shooting a fly? Oh, okay, thank you. And then, mop, just hitting her hard. Oh, my goodness. She was catching her so hard. It was evident that it was only a matter of time before she went down. The accumulation of punishment was so great. People kept calling it a one-hitter quitter. Um, and she definitely did knock her out with one, uh, or I should say she punctuated it with one strike. But it was really the accumulation of punishment that did it. She had hit her so hard, so many times, wobbled her so much that all it was going to take was one good one, and that's what she gave her, and that was it. Lights out, uh, call in the paramedics or uh, whoever, call the cops, because <laughs> it was a near murder that took place uh, in the ring, I mean, in the cage. So, hey, a salute to Andrade. I got her uh, an additional $50,000, which she definitely needs. I talked about her financial situation on the main car last week. Uh, looking to get sponsors in our home country of Brazil. It's like if I could get 500 race, which is Brazil's money, which is equivalent to 120 US dollars. Wow. If you're looking for somebody just to give you $120 a month, uh, that 50000 is going to go a long way. This lady 
sells her fight gear to make ends meet between fights. She gets together with her family and they bake cakes and then go sell cakes on the streets and stuff to make ends meet between fights. And this was the co-headliner. And not only the co-headliner, she has fought for the title in the past. So, I mean, is she making some money? Yeah, but obviously she can use more money. And if someone this high profile is, my goodness, I, I really feel for some people, you know, on Fight Pass and, and, and just coming up, first couple fights, if she's not making enough living in Brazil, one hundred twenty dollars a month just to help out, that's yeah, that's another story. But salute to her for that 50000 That should really help her as far as making ends meet in between fights. All right. Well, man, I thank you so much for uh, for joining me. Let the people know about the shows that, that you have and how they can get in contact with you. And Star Talk uh, every Saturday and of course you can catch the podcast on uh, my team, my voice is Star Talk 318 on Instagram and Twitter and also outside of Zed with Damo and Sam. We talk everything WWE um, and pro wrestling. We do that one on Thursday nights, and of course, you can catch the podcast on that one as well. Outsiders Edge at uh, Twitter and Instagram, also. So, um, holler at me, get at me, let's do it. All right. Well, this has been Aftermath, the week that was. Uh, again, salute to the bearded wonder. Uh, hope to have him back by UFC 229. If not, then uh, I may be tapping my brethren again to talk about uh, that fight. But we're, we'll be off for a little bit until that time frame. Um, you know, make sure that you are listening to everything MTMV Sports has to offer. You can catch us on Anchor. Uh, I was going to say Instagram. We're on Instagram, too. Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, all that. But the podcast, you can catch on Anchor. You can catch on Podcast Republic if you got an Android. Uh, if you like myself and you got that. Uh, I don't have a new iPhone anymore. I did until they come out with this new one. So, uh, you know, if you got an X, two, three, four, five, don't matter. Get on uh, Apple Podcasts and you will catch us there as well. And then, of course, the main card is going to be coming to you each week. In the meantime, letting you know about all the great fights that are going to be happening in both boxing as well as MMA. Well, uh, Kels, thanks so much again. Like I said, this has been Aftermath. And until the horn sounds, fight the good fight. Oh.